How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you as well. Um, I think the last time was oh, that I was here. I don't even know. Guys, guys, graduation Colors, maybe. Yeah, yeah that might have been it. That's... But I've seen you in between. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I guess I didn't remember all these all these animals you had. Um, maybe they were tucked away or they a lot going on. Probably, yeah. Gotcha. So this, I feel like this has been sort of a long time coming. Yep. I think like it's always been something in my mind to sit down and chat with you. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we've been chatting for a long time, but to do it on the record and to, you know, sort of like hash out some of the things that we do talk about yeah. and, and yeah, I don't know. Also, you know, usually it's a one-to-one -one conversation, me and you to solely benefit from, but you know, hopefully, um, I've, just thinking about it, there's potentially other people that could benefit from some of the things we talk about, I yeah. hope at least. Yeah, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I think the timing's really good in terms of both, you know, your situation, it sounds like your energy will be higher yes. as, and, uh, under those circumstances. And for me, just a little warning, I think I'm more in a vulnerable place than like I've yeah. been in a long time, yeah. Yeah. which is like kind of shocking um, yeah. because, you know, for a little while I was really good. I felt good, yeah. but just a lot's been happening lately. So I think like, I don't know, I think it should be interesting because of that. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, I'm totally comfortable with that, but I also know it's probably, um, like you're just feeling it more so, but that like you vulnerable like, is only an asset to me. Like I don't have any, it might feel raw to you, but like for me, it's fine. However you show up, it's however you are, it's mm -hmm. like fine, fine. Yeah, um, and I actually, you know, interestingly enough, since there, this was going to be next week, I was thinking about calling you in between so I could, you know, like, just just in the same fashion that I've called you in the past, you know, when we've connected or just, you know, whether it's just to say hello or to work through something, um, I was like, oh man, it's about time, like, because of what's happening, I'm, I, I want to get in touch, and I was actually going to do that at some point this week in advance, and so that we could you know, I don't know, maybe get that out of the way so that we could kind of focus on what I at least or we yeah. had originally envisioned. Um, but then I thought about it and the way that it worked out now, it's like, well, I don't know if it comes up and if it makes sense or, you know, or t even just to sort through that yeah. uh, here and now, like that might be worthwhile. Um, I, you know, I, I think first, I think it makes sense to sort of talk about you and your personal work just to, you know, let people know. I mean, people who watch this will probably probably already know who I am, but they won't know who you are. Yeah. So just, you know, from my point of view, um, you're my cousin, Christine, um, we call her Sissy, a staple in my life, somebody that I've always gone to with uh, with uh, the, the big important things and someone I've had a lot of fun with just at family gatherings and, and get togethers. In those early years, it was always great for me to have somebody that I can, um, express myself to in a way that I feel like I don't not always comfortable uh, at least I wasn't always comfortable with doing at that point in time with with some people you know I think a lot of times it's it's hard to find the right person to um, to talk to about certain things that you actually really do feel comfortable in a non-judgmental way where you can feel open and not judged and you know um, I think that was very important for me growing up and and you know becoming who I am that that uh, that I had that in my life I'm so, so glad yeah, so that's who you are to me, but if, you know, by all means, who, you know. If, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm, um, I'm a writer by trade, I'm a mom, and um, 
my sort of subject matter expertise that I write about and speak about is um, how adversity in childhood affects adult life, basically like relational, financial, social, um, and just how your childhood kind of can follow you around and impact you in, in your adult life. Um, but also some of the medical and psychological impacts of adverse childhood experiences and traumatic stress and how that wears on the body um, and can wear on relationships or be challenging. So like those, those are interesting subjects to me as well as um, how do people find to heal? How do people like come from a crappy childhood and then become a decent parent? How does somebody struggle in relationships early on and then go on to have good relationships? How do people heal from trauma when they feel like they'll never recover? How do you still have a meaningful life even if you're also balancing it with symptoms of traumatic stress, which may come and go your whole life? Some people heal completely and feel cured and some people have it more like it's a chronic condition. So it's like, how do people live well and manage with adversity, usually adversity in the past, not also in the present? Um, because childhood adversity has a distinct impact usually on people um, that's a little bit different than trauma that happens in your adult life when you're um, more mature and kind of formed and whole. Um, but those, so those are like fascinating subjects to me anyway. So I tend to interview, write about, write about my own experiences, but also interview and write about other people that have managed to go through some sort of trauma and then not only heal but find a way to help others heal start organizations start nonprofits, um kind of challenge maybe the status quo where there's problems in the medical model that like currently exists like what how can we change it so even since i've more recently been diagnosed with ovarian cancer um and in that too it's like just figuring out how to live as well as possible with it even things that are trying and that you can't necessarily change. How do you still have meaning, a good life, a decent quality of life amidst challenges, not like um, just waiting for challenges to go away to like sort of like then be able to have a life, how to have a life, a good life during challenges, I think has always been interesting to me. Um, and, you know, I'm great, I, but I mean, just in terms of us, I'm grateful you've ever been able to call and feel like you could trust me. Because to me, like that, there's no higher honor than somebody just being vulnerable and real and trusting you. Like that to me is like amongst the hardest things to accomplish, <laughs> like in the whole world. So it's an honor if somebody trusts you or if, and for me to trust somebody back too. You know, I've been able to talk to you about stuff too. Um, and, you know, I've cried with you and, and talked about things I haven't talked about easily with others as well about my own diagnosis since I was diagnosed. So, like, I really appreciate that. It's just very real. So I, I like that. It doesn't matter how much we see each other. It just feels, like, connected when I do see you. Yeah, and I think it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a rare and hard-to-come-by thing. I think, um, you know, as a grown and gotten more comfortable with myself um i feel like you know I, I do my best to add people into that you know i think everyone i compartmentalize to a degree right different people to you know knowing who and what to share with but um but you know i feel like it start it's got to start somewhere and i think it started with you and then 
you know, now I've, I've over time, you know, people have fluctuated, come in and out of uh, my life and, and at different times I've been able to open up in those ways and, you know, everyone sort of, uh, you know, some people, you continue to persist that way, but I also recognize that it can be really hard for some people to connect with, you know, in managing those relationships as well, because one thing I've been noticing is once you do start to get to that place of open vulnerability, um, friendships and relationships and it, it's, you know, the word vulnerable, right? You, you, you can get hurt and you can, you know, yeah. you're sort of putting yourself in the position that that can happen. And as a result, like it has, you know, and, um, things can come up and misunderstandings can happen and, you know, just, just words, right. Words can just have such an impact and, and make people recoil or make people, you know, pull back. And, and I don't know, it's like a, it's like a, a dangerous place it can be, you know, for me right now, like in this part of my life season or whatever it's going through, I feel like, um, it's like a very like loss focused time, you know, there's a lot of things that are like leaving. Um, I think, you know, everything with this past year with the divorce and, and the show ending, I think that all, you know, that was all weighing on me heavy and, and, um, and so, you know, not having that relationship anymore and, and all of that and that world ending. Um, and then, you know, I, we're starting new things and, and I think I started having a mindset of this is, this is where my life is heading. This is what I'm going to do. And I have to kind of rearrange all that. And I, and you know, I can do that. It's taking time and I'm, and I'm working through it and I'm getting better. And then it's just like a couple more things that got compounded on there. Um, you know, uh, a recent breakup that I'm going through, which we'll get into, you know, a little later, I think. Um, but so I feel like right now I've been really like feeling the things leaving, you know, like leaving and, and getting an understanding of like what that means, right? Like, especially when it comes to people, right? Like, like, you know, I've, I lost, you know, I've lost things, you know, and and that hurts, right? Um, Whatever it may be, a high value item or something that you're emotionally attached to. But when it comes to people, it's just like a, you know, it's almost like an intangible type of loss. Yeah, yeah, and it's nothing hurts more. I mean, it's a raw kind of loss, but it's, I think breakup and relationship losses, like just touch core emotions. Like it's different than losing. I mean, it's not like losing a job can't be painful because that can be really painful too. Um, but core relationships like just kind of rattle us, I think, to it. It's like primal, you know, relationships and attachment and our connections to other people. It's, yeah, it is really raw and vulnerable. Yeah, and, and you've always reminded me that, um, that you know we're 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 wired to connect right you know so uh, you know whether it be to physical items and all the things that you accrue to make you feel secure and all that or to people so that you have a community or a partnership or whatever it may be you know there's definitely things inside of us from a you know probably scientific chemical standpoint never mind just like the emotional side that that you know we develop these attachments for a reason Oh my God. And I think, I I don't know how old you have to be to finally realize, like, I think I was in my twenties and I was like, we're meant to be interdependent. I think I thought of independence as the primary goal of like 
life and success. Complete independence was like the highest form of being a person. That's what I would have said up until my 20s. And then in my 20s, it's like, oh, we're, we're supposed to recreate some sort of unit. It doesn't have to be a traditional family unit, but like we do recreate communities because that's how humans thrive. You know, we thrive in community and it doesn't have to be a nuclear family community. Excuse me, puppy. Um, but those connections are key. Like they make us healthier and they make us our lives more rich. So I think that too sometimes is a surprise in the in the US because we act like, you know, like independence is ideal and and interdependence is kind of optional, but it's not really. Like, it's not optional for human beings to be, can, you can't, you, we don't thrive, we don't do our best when we're totally independent. You know, we're meant to be not codependent, but we're meant to be interdependent. And I think all the science too now, um, even in schools, about the schools that like are helping kids become healthier in school, the whole science is like, okay, the teacher has to be regulated in order to help regulate a child. And finally, we understand like, oh, regulation doesn't happen like a kid has a skill or not. It happens in a relationship. And it happens in a relationship like with a safe adult. So kids can't learn to calm down intrinsically on their own. They need to regulate with another adult and learn how to do it. And then as adults, like that's still true. We're wired like, to connect. I mean, I think we learned that through the pandemic too. Like some of us that were introverts even are like, well, yeah, I still need some people though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, or I need some kind of human contact um, because even our nervous systems get calmer in relation to like being connected to each other or having animals um, like, or being connected to nature. Like, but those connections, you know, strengthen us and, um, are good for us so you know they're needed so I think it's I, I just think sometimes we also live in a society that doesn't prioritize relationships that much even though they're so central to our well-being and at least for me from being sick like nothing else has been more important like I mean it's like I don't want to go on any big trips I don't need to get by any big you know I'm facing the end of my life and it's like I don't want to I don't need things I don't need a new place to go. I just want to spend like quality time with people that I love, like, and more of it. And I don't even want to meet that many new people because I'm like, no, I want to spend time with the people I, that are in my life that I love. Like, I want to make sure people that I love feel loved. I know I love them, know what I love about them. And I also, nothing is more satisfying or strengthening to me right now. It's like, oh. Um, I mean, I think there are some people that know that more inherently, but um, for me, even though I do prioritize relationships, I still didn't prioritize like the good ones as much. I sort of took them for granted a little bit, and I think now it's like nothing's more important to me. And that's interesting because I feel like, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to end of life you think about bucket list and you think about all these you know these things of oh what haven't I done that I've always wanted to do um, and I'm somebody who's I feel like I, I've 
you know, I've made sure to check off bucket list yeah. items, you know. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, you know, just thinking about it, like, you know, um, you people might have something very strong they wanted to do, visit Paris or go somewhere. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, that's that's for personal experience, right? It, yeah. it may be really important, but, you know, you you placing such a high emphasis and value on the connections and the people, it, uh, um, I think, you know, it, it, it kind of gets you back to the fundamentals of, you know, what what is most important. Exactly, you know? exactly. What's most important, who's most important, and what's really valuable at the end of your life. You know, like all that stuff about, like, you can't take your money with you. I mean, that's all true. It's like, you know, like, um, yeah, and the quality of, of relationships. And also, it's, like, interesting, because, like, somebody reached out for me, reached out to me recently that I knew from college, that I was really close to in college, and I have not been in touch with basically all these years, and we recently reconnected and it's also amazing how like pivotal key relationships that you've had at different times in your life that strength of relationships can last even after not seeing people for a really long time like if you're really yourself with somebody um it's sort of still there like decades later like to me that's a little bit astounding like it's not just um how much time and who you see how much time you spend with people it's also like if you were fundamentally really open and honest at some time with someone that kind of never goes away and if you yeah if you've crossed a certain threshold of like i know we know each other you know like i feel like there's some friends that i can just pick up for, for years and it doesn't feel like anything's changed it doesn't feel like it's just you know uh but then there's acquaintances that i'll see and i'll be like i don't even know who you are you know yeah, what i mean i have no yeah, idea yeah. um so yeah i think yeah I, I've, I've always felt good about that when I when I run into people who you know who've had a big enough impact or a significant you know who were spent enough time with it's just like oh you know I like I completely remember you who you are our dynamic and you know how good it feels to be around you yeah um so yeah and I think as I get older for me it's like also realizing it does happen more than once thank goodness but also it doesn't happen with everyone so there is like a, a realization like, wow, when you really do connect with somebody, not just in dating, but just in friendship, um, like, oh, it's kind of more rare than I thought too. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, it's a little more, I think when I was younger, I just think, you know, you just meet like endless amounts of people and maybe connect, but having that ease with connecting um, is really nice and kind of rare and like, it's nice that it lasts. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it seems to be that I don't know, as I'm getting older, it seemed to be happen a, a lot more, um, I'll just finish this thought, it seems to happen a lot more at a younger age and now as I'm getting older, it, you know, you don't pick up too many new people that you can deeply connect with, maybe on occasion, you know, but um, I feel like it's like you collect everyone at the first half of your life and then you maintain those relationships for the second and you're, it's nice and lucky when you do meet a new friend who is like, oh, you know. Yeah pick them up along the way and it's like oh we, we we can still you know create a deep connection here yeah but i think part of the reason that happens when we're young is because we don't even try to pretend when we're young that we figured it out and i think the older we get sometimes we get more defended and armored up and less willing to be vulnerable because we think we maybe should know more or like be more established somehow and put on a yeah put on a um 
a, a mask or a front or yeah. Whereas when you're in your teens and twenties, it's like I don't know, like who knows what. Yeah. Who knows? What if I do this? Are you gonna judge me? No, cool. All right, we're we're in. You know? Yeah. Okay, so I think that should alleviate all the problems. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the in the uh, in the sense of non-continuity. What was the word? <laughs> Continuity. <laughs> now we all of a sudden have mics here. Um, yeah. Just a little technical difficulties, but we're getting back to it. Uh, I think the thing we had mentioned before um, during the break is that I would tell you a little bit about what's what this is all about. Yeah. And, you know, to, to be fully clear or transparent, I'm still working that out. I think, um, you know, I, I don't know if, if I'll... I don't know if I should be calling it a podcast because I don't know if that's what it is. I I kind of really love the idea of interviewing people. And it just so happens that interviews kind of go hand in hand with the idea of podcasts. Yeah. And then these mics make it even look and feel even more like a podcast. But I don't know, like, I don't, I don't plan to do like a regular routine of podcasting. You know, I think like it involves some level of, hey, once a week or once every whatever so often. Um... But I do like the idea of sitting down and having the discussion. So maybe it is a podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Um, still sorting that out. Um, but in general, I think the idea is to sort of take take ideas, thoughts, and conversations that I have and in, in, um, with others as well and share them, put them into the world and, you know, see what type of effect it has, see how it resonates with people. Um, I think it's sort of a, a, a creative endeavor, you know, it's something that I'm compelled to do yeah. driven from inside. And, yep. and, you know, I think, I don't think it's like my thing. Like, I don't think I'm like now I'm just going to do a podcast. You know, I think it's like a tool in a few different ways that I'm trying to basically put out my internal world or the, the thoughts and things I have inside out. And so, yeah, I think, um, I think it just so happens that having deep conversations is something that I've always enjoyed and always, you know, it's been important to me. So, um, yeah, maybe it's a podcast, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of conversations with Stevie, whatever form that takes, Yeah. you know, whether it's quarterly or annually or however you do it, however you're going to do it. But I would be curious to see your conversations with other people too. So I'm sure others would as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I've, I've filmed a few, um, one person kind of filmed practice with me and doesn't want to put it out, which is fi just fine. I think yep. that was the terms that we went under, but it's also like, oh man, we had some good combos. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I can just cut you out of it. And <laughs> throw some of that out. Um, there's another um, one that I filmed, um, that I will put out at some point. I just feel like waiting for the time to be right. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think that kind of brings me to this point of like recognizing like I don't know we, right now I've been in this post television post reality TV world of going public having a, a following of you know a lot of people that I don't know but seem to be for the most part very supportive um, are interested in my life and and you know I'm trying to figure out navigate what I what I plan to like how I want to interact you know yeah. what I what I what I want to do if I'm going to do anything with that and I think I've been trying a few different things and I've sort of been slowly like you know, put some stuff out there but I've been reluctant in a way because I think for a number of reasons I think part of it is 
there was just so much pressure um, this year on you know everything that I've said and done and you know yeah. um, I think constantly getting like not just regular feedback you know because I think in everyday situation from your family friends or partner you you get feedback you know and it's like yeah I can make those minor adjustments here and there but it's like it was so much at all at once that like you kind of I don't know if it's like I didn't go to numb to it but it's just like an overload and it's like well I'm not I can't change everything you know I, yeah. I don't know like I don't know how to digest this except just to kind of read it discard it or accept it or whatever and I think you know I think I'm I need to acknowledge that that has an effect on me you know well I mean also I don't know it, you were like the last person anyone would have ever guessed would have been on a TV show because you were uber private before. So like, I don't think, I mean, like I blog and I share a lot of personal stuff and I'll put it out in writing. Like I don't usually put it out in video form, but I'll, I'm pretty open in writing. And in, in that sense, I can share openly, but not everybody shares openly. And you're definitely a person who like has very, been very discriminate about how much you share. So I can't imagine particularly for you what this experience has been like to be so visible in like your personal life. You know, like visible is one thing, but then also visible, not just in general, but like in, in like attempting a marriage. So that's like a lot. Like, I, and I don't think a lot of people relate or share that experience or have that experience. So, I mean, it's gotta be a lot. Like. It's got to be a unique and heavy experience. Yeah, I think um, I think it definitely involved like you know uh, uh, a, he a heavy release of control. You know, yeah. it was sort of like okay, um, this is something you know, just like anything you you put out to the world, you can't take back. I mean, some things you can, you know, you take a post down, you whatever. Um, but this was sort of an acknowledgement that like, okay, it, you know, once it's out there, it's just, it is what it is and, you know, accept the consequences of that. Um, and I do think that over time I felt like, I think it comes down to sort of like it started out and, you know, which I still have perfectionist tendencies of like, if I'm going to put something out, I need to make sure stamp of approval, like it's as good as it, as I would need it to be to feel like it, I'm okay with it. And I think over time, as I'm continually growing and, and, you know, I think I'm letting go of some of that. I'm letting go of these concepts of, of um, you know, even perfection, because even if it's perfect now, it might not be perfect later. Yep. Um, so even if it's not good now, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever it is, if it's a, you know, a, 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 a song or a, a picture or whatever, if you put it out. It, it, it also is a, a timestamp of this is where I was at now and this is where I'm at later. Uh, it's a little bit more significant because it's sort of like the only impression that some people will ever get, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I, I've also realized that some of that doesn't matter. You know, like if somebody if that's the only impression I've ever left on somebody, never even heard from me or seen me again, then does it even matter? You yep, know, yep. Um, it's more about the people on my day to day life, yep. life, you know, the, the ones that are actually going to affect me or, or if I let it affect me, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of an evolution process, I think, like, you know, from even things like tattoos or things that like things that you have to give serious thought to before you do. It's just like, OK, well, what's forever? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like if I get this lion on my chest, you know, like 
So that means I keep it forever, but it's like, well, you know, I'm close to halfway through my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, and again, it could be a lot closer to pass at that. I have no idea. So for me, it's like, okay, like some of these things that used to matter so much don't matter as much anymore. They yeah. don't hold as much weight. Uh, they still matter, but they don't, they, they, you know, and I also trusted that to some degree, you know, with enough time and wisdom and whatever, I've ha- I would have enough self-control to manage and be okay with how I acted or reacted and whatever. And, and, you know, for the most part, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, not to, you know, just from an outside perspective, I saw someone on Thanksgiving that just saw the show. So like they were asking me about you and the, sh- and the show. And I was saying one of the things that I was sharing was, um, I thought it did do a pretty good job of capturing who you are like you don't know when you're watching these tv shows is this like anything like the people are in real life but i I do think it like captured your essence essentially who you are like i don't feel like it was like a like oh that's not the stevie i know or like like i don't know if that's some comfort like because at least you were uh, I don't know, maybe some people feel like they're not captured accurately or something, but I felt like for the most part, they honored and didn't mischaracterize you. I don't know if you feel like that, but. I feel good about it. Like, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like I can go back and watch it. And for the most part, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't regret too much of it. I think it was a really special time in my life. Um, it was challenging for sure. Um, but overall, you know, the the experience being there was a positive one and you know now i feel pretty good about the level of support i've been getting um through some of the hard things so i feel like in general people left people were left with a good impression of who i am so yeah yeah. i know in the writing world it's like they say just don't read the comments like you put your right you can put your craft out there and it can be even really a personal thing you share but it's optional if you get the feedback if you read the feedback or if you read the comments or like, you know, so you sort of can put it out there and then you just can let it go. But it must be something different when you like are getting a lot of feedback, like you said, like it's inherent in it, in a visual medium, like, or a personal, when it's personal and it's more interactive, people are like giving feedback so i was yeah it's just it's it's just it's just curious yeah i think one thing that's kind of interesting like you know sometimes you walk down the street and you're always wondering like i wonder what people think you know or like you know you're in school or you're in some type of public setting and sometimes they share what they think you know but a lot of them are not going to tell you what they think about you you know and most of the time they're going to keep the negative comments to themselves but you know now the the forums and the internet comment sections is just like oh hey here's a transparent look into my mind and you have no idea who I am but here's my thoughts you know um and it's like oh okay so now you kind of like you're in this other world where you can see everything that people think and it's like oh wow like I had an idea of some of this stuff but I didn't you know it's just a pretty wide range of yeah, things and, yeah. and you know some of it's useful and some of it's not and yeah you can usually sort through between like what someone's intention is you know like 
sometimes this the the screen names stay the same so it's like oh yeah this person's not gonna like me no matter what i do yeah and this person's always gonna have my back no matter what and that's great um so yeah you, you know in time you start to not give too much weight on it and you kind of just you know you take the good with the bad and you take more of the good if you can yeah um and yeah. i'm lucky that i do have you know i did end up receiving a lot of good um positive energy and positive feedback so um yeah uh but yeah still still to a degree sorting that out um i think i have one last battle i don't even know if i'll include this either but um i think i told you did i tell you that my ex is going to be on tv one last time in december um to to introduce the new the new couples from the new season oh no you know i i have assuming that there were some things that were said i have no idea what they are so i think that will be kind of be like the the last piece of that that i have to address or maybe not address but we'll see i think i probably will have to address it um and uh oh did you just find that out i i uh kind of recently um you know a few weeks ago um i i I heard it and then it's like okay if you know if i if i based on track record based on what if what's happened so far i'm probably it's probably going to be something that i'm going to have to address yeah um but i think I think that's it, though. You know what I mean? I think once the divorce paperwork is finalized and that is over and done with, then I think that, like, you know, I feel like it, it never really ended. It kind of ended, like, the 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 whole experience itself. But I think that will kind of probably be the, be the cutoff point. I mean, it'll pop up in small ways, you know? I think people yeah. always bring it back and the show will air somebody somewhere else and, you know, kind of come back to life. But overall i think the story i think will be told yeah um but yeah i think one interesting thing about the whole ending um is that the story never really was told you know i think the show ended and then the divorce announcement happened but there was never any story you know like nobody ever found out why what happened from from this point to that point and i um i always thought i would have to be told um, but it, it's, it's, it just, it seemed like based on the situation, people f- formed their opinions and didn't really ask any questions about it. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know if that will be necessary or at least parts of it will be necessary once, um, you know, come a month or so. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I never like, like I, for me, it's like, I just say what I, what I feel is necessary. Um, and so far that's been, you know, good and effective. Yeah. Yeah 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 um and then that's another thing too even even talking about it now right (laughs) like um again do i put that into the world or not like who knows you know i don't know yeah um to be determined i don't think i'm doing any harm here i think i'm just kind of speaking my experience you know yeah um but we'll see yeah that must be a lot of letting go too of like it being so public that would be hard to not I don't know, just not want to have the last word. It must just, not last word, but like, yeah, just just it must be an art in letting go of how how it gets framed. Like, it's like you're going to have your own way of framing it, and I'm sure the other person is too. And like, it's just weird to like just have to leave it at that, you know? Yeah, and that's why I think so far it's like, okay, you know, I've been kind of letting it happen 
in a natural way where, okay, you know, if something is said that I feel I need to address or I disagree with or, or I, you know, whatever, I'll just, I'll just speak on that. Um, and anything that I just feel is necessary to say. Yep. Um, and so far, like, you know, I, I, like I'm, I'm fine where it's at now. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm for the most part, pretty good about it all. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think I need to, like, I think I've explained everything I needed to explain. I mean, I, you know, I think I, that you could always do more, but I'm just like trying to find a balance of yeah. how much is right. You know, I guess any other, any other thoughts on that piece of the, the, uh, 2022, um, I know it's just it's like almost December, so it's like kind of the reflecting of looking back on the whole year. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, it's challenging because it's something you know, it's something I can always process and work through, you know, and I've always done it, but it's like, it's like I also haven't done it in a way that I'm putting it out into the world. So yeah, it's like, um, yeah, uh, still trying to figure that out, I guess, but, um, but also, I mean, you know being in front of a camera and like telling the story is something I, I did for, you know, months straight, you know, yeah. just like constantly like, okay, tell it, you know, what it, what it is, what's happening and all that. Um, so it's been, it's been a little while, but yeah, now I think, I think you're right. I think at one point I was very private. Now this is like, okay, the complete polar opposite of that. And, and I think there was always something inside of me that kind of wanted to like, you know, share certain aspects of myself with, with more than just my friends and family. Um, so I think it was kind of a, a chance thing to happen, but, a you know, an effective way to do that. Right. Because it was, you know, it was very much like my personal story and our story, you know? So like, it's not like here's Steve, you know, coding a app. Yeah. It's like, here's Steve, how he interacts with another person or yeah. multiple people, you know? Yep. Um, and it's so brave because it's so organic. It's like improv. I mean, there's no way to know ahead of time how it's going to go. So I think that's, I think that's why people watch the show too. I mean, it's just an incredibly brave endeavor. Um, yeah, and I and I feel like I really in, like I'm. I don't think I'm good with scripts or acting. I don't think I'm like. I think I'm. It's really challenging for me. So I think on the cuff yeah i guess you're saying like improv like you know cameras rolling live here's who you are here's what you're thinking and feeling i feel like that's where i do best you know like if they said like hey read say this you know yeah, yeah. like i would i would struggle because you're trying to get the words right trying to get everything right you know but if i just express myself naturally and, and you know what i'm really feeling and trying to vocalize it then like that i don't know that seems to be good for me yeah, and I think, like, if you're doing a project with conversations, you know, whatever conversations you're craving, I'm sure other people are craving, too. I mean, just, you know, there's no wasted art or creativity because it's like other people are searching, too. Mm, yeah, and they're thinking and exploring, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like there are common, th you know, trends or threads and thought processes, and I, and I think... You know, and I usually leave conversations with you and people like you with the idea of like, oh, that, you know, that was actually really informative and beneficial. And, you know, I'm sure if anybody else was hearing that, they probably would have pulled something cool from it, you know. So I think that kind of ties back into the idea of, of sharing these things and, you know, finding new ways to share them as well. Um, you know, one is conversation. 
too is like okay you know it maybe uh, like i've been trying to experiment with like solo video type of stuff yeah. or solo audio and it's a bit cha it is harder for me i feel like i'm a lot more compelled to you know like you saw how much work it was to set this up yeah. but like i i'm like i i, I want to do this so I, we can have this conversation and i'm more driven to do it but then if i'm home by myself trying to shoot by myself i'm like just sitting there you know and i'm like i, <laughs> yeah. I don't know for some yeah. reason it's like harder but that's just i don't know so i think i like collaborating better yeah I know. Have you ever done like, have you ever thought of taking any classes like um, even monologues or doing, because I feel like too, you almost need a community to support you if you're doing something independent. Like, like if you're doing solo video, I think it helps to be in a community where other people are creating it too, or like giving assignments or like there's some impetus because it's hard to just pick up and feel like, um, like you give yourself total permission to just be creative and then like I, I don't know I feel like at least for me I need some support before I can do a solo endeavor like I need like a place I'm gonna check in about it even though it's still my own project that I'm doing alone like I need like conditions around me to m make it happen or else mm. um, or else it's hard for me to get over the inertia of like, is this like a good enough idea? Is it worth my time? Or any any of those obstacles to creation? Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think some of the most challenging days are if I just wake up and decide I'm going to do something, and it's like, okay, where do you start? Where you know, where, where is it going to come from? Where's the where the ideas are, and and how are you going to do it? And and you know, like sometimes I can really hone in and try to get something a focused thing and but yeah accountability um ideas and, and encouragement and all that you know definitely is helpful um it's like something out of pure nothing you know like all right i'm just gonna just gonna think my way into sharing something you know? yeah yeah um so yeah i think I, I think i struggle with it and i think sometimes i'm really inspired and sometimes i'll get inspired by something um but yeah i could you know give that some thought Think yeah, that would probably be helpful. Yeah, and you're right. If you, even if I had somebody else who I was working with, even just doing that, you know, if they were doing it too, and just kind of bouncing off them, I think I, I think I collaborate better, even if it is a solo thing. Yeah, like uh, comparing each other's videos or what you learn this week or whatever, but like having, yeah, just having like a person you know you're gonna check in with it about, so that you. Like at least for me, for writing, I, I I have to be in a writing group. Even though if I'm writing alone, I still have to be in a group in order to stay with a constant flow hmm. of writing. Otherwise, I can talk myself out of like, does this matter? Who cares? Is anyone even going to look at this? Like all those voices can get loud if I'm not in a creative community where I'm like, of course, I'm interested in what you're doing, like to the other person. Yeah, um, and that feedback is so valuable because it's like, oh, you like it? All right, <laughs> I will put it out, you know. Yeah. Um, because I have a hard drive of like, it's turned into like a graveyard, you know yeah. what I mean? Like all these things that I, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, maybe one day I'll put that out, or or maybe one day I'll work on that further, you know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if I start working on something and I show somebody and they actually, you know, they show any type of interest. Uh, then I'm like, all right, yeah, all right, I do want to get this done. Right. Yeah. Um, and one cool thing, I made that video of touring Boston. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I just did a little walking tour. And then now every time I go over, uh, Jeff and Lara's, my brothers, um, 
my niece's uh, Olivia's like, let me see that video. Let me see that video. Uh, I'm like, oh, somebody likes it. You know yeah, that's I mean? like, awesome. Um, so it's cool to actually, you know, I don't know, that encouragement goes so far because I feel like if I was just doing this and I wasn't getting any feedback, it's like, eh, it's time to yeah. rethink what you're doing, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah. 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 When I I um, I got a piece in the New England Journal of Medicine on my experience of being in a clinical trial and from a patient perspective, and I... Um, about three weeks after it came out, some oncologist in Australia wrote to me and was like, he works on clinical trials, but he, he just hadn't thought of the patient perspective. So getting that feedback, like, um, cause I was like, our doctors, this is like such a medical journal. Like our doctor's just going to skip a patient essay, mm. you know, and just be like, you know, like, yeah. I, what, what do I need? Know, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But he was like, yeah, I didn't realize that like, this is how, you know, or, or like there was one part in the essay where I was writing about like, what about all these people that do these anonymous trials? Like, are they ever remembered? Like so many people, like I thought of like our Nan and okay. The, from the time Nan had the same disease I have till now, there's probably been thousands of clinical trials and hundreds of thousands of women who've been in these clinical trials and things have only advanced a few years. Like my prognosis is only a few years better than, than Nan's was over three decades ago. But then you think, but in all that time, there's all these women that like took all these risks in order to try to further science. And then I'm like, does anybody think about them or remember them? And then somebody from the clinical trial team um, at the hospital where I go said, yeah, we do a memorial every year. We say their names. We say the names of people that have been in a clinical trial. Like we have a ceremony, like, I, but I had no idea, you know, like mm. nobody ever shared that. And I was like, Yo, I think that would make, like, you should share that with patients, you know, like patients aren't necessarily sharing their experiences with clinicians and then clinicians aren't sharing back with patients, you know, how we're impacted by one another or, how we could even change just by being more open, we could change things. Like you don't have to make a major change, but just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the doctors do think about trial participants. The doctors do remember, um, people who contributed or like, were also interested in furthering the science and just stuff like that. Like, but, but on any given day, you know, you put down a piece of writing and just think, who cares? Like, it's just my personal thoughts, just my thoughts. But then other times I'm like, okay, can touch a chord and, and then you can have a conversation and then you can learn things you like wouldn't have learned, which is, which is so cool to me that yeah, a piece of art, a piece of writing, a piece of video can make people have conversations. Like you can have conversations with strangers you never met, but you can also have conversations that with people you see week to week, but they're a different nature because you'd kind of never gone there. You never opened that door before. Yeah. 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 So I got to, yeah, you know, I, it's hard to keep up with because, you know, there's a lot of people weighing in nowadays, but every once in a while you get a comment that like really stands out, you know, like this one woman who, when I did that walking tour, yeah, and I just kind of had fun with it and, you know, just her perspective on it. Like, oh, these are places I would have, you know, maybe not seen or, or the way you did it, you know, you kind of, you, you, you didn't, you, 
you kind of did it in a faster pace and you know like the style of the, what you did was so much better for me particularly for these reasons yeah and I'm like oh wow like you know I would have never known that or even had that perspective before yeah. um so yeah I, I think like it's challenging because <clears throat> I want to try to do my best to keep up with all that but sometimes it's it's you know like like you know not just like I never want to feel like I don't have enough time for somebody who shared something with me and yeah. I, you know but yeah like Sometimes, you know, I'm really good at it and so about it. And sometimes I'm, you know, like it's hard to keep up with everything, but I just do my best. You know, I try to I do my best to try to respond or at least let people know in some way that I appreciate or think of, you know. Yeah. Think of it. Yeah. Well, if I can put in a if you ever do a video of like the restaurants and places to go in Chinatown, that's a video I need. No, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to have Dan on that one too, because yeah. He, yeah, he he he's more of the expert than me on that. He yeah, he loves those um, that area. Um, yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. You and Dan doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, doing a little doing a little food tour of Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan, we'll, we'll, we need you for that one. <laughs> one thing I was thinking of discussing at some point is. Our family and family dynamics to some degree. I don't know, you know, again, it's, I know it's personal stuff, but I think there's some things that probably we'll feel comfortable talking yeah. about. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll figure I'd start with asking you, like, how would you describe our family? Oh, my God. I mean, at this point in my life, you know, I would say huge, um, totally a humongous, interconnected, like, giant family um and that like at this phase of my life I'm super close I'm like a loving and close family but also a family with family history of um a lot of trauma and addiction and some secrecy and shame around that that made it um hard for you know great parenting you know, I think your mom did a good job and she did a good job, um, an especially good job. Um, but I think there's, you know, there's definitely been p challenges because I think people have been trying to break generational cycles um, that haven't always been um, super visible or concrete or talked about, but have had some impact um, on a lot of members of the family. So... I think the family dynamics can be complicated, but I also think like more than anything, you know, it's a loving family. It's a caring family. People are connected by choice um, and, and, and love. But I do think there's been, at least for me and like my own family of origin, I'll focus on my own um, stuff. You know, I had a lot of trauma, a lot of, um, abuse and neglect and dysfunction in, in the family I had grown up and that definitely had an impact and took a long time to heal from and took required a lot of work to heal, heal from in order to be a parent that I felt like that I, that I could even be a good enough parent, um, that I could, you know, manage parenting. So for me anyway, um, I would say super loving, huge family and and some complicated history that wasn't, that was inherited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, as you grow older, right. You know, to a degree, 
some things you're shielded from, some things you're, you know, you're slowly made aware of. And, and, um, and, you know, overall, I always felt like, yeah, it was a very loving, it is a very loving family, a big, you know, lots of family gatherings, lots of special good times and, you know, positive memories around all that. Um, and then just, you know, slowly coming to age and, you know, digging a little deeper and asking questions and trying to understand more about, you know, the history of things. And, and you know, there's, there's always an appropriate time to talk about some of these things, right? So at certain ages, it probably didn't make sense to always, yeah. you know, have a full open understanding of everything that was going on. Um, but it's, I always found it, you know, useful as I'm, as I'm getting older and understanding, you know, like what, like what happened and, and you know, how did things, you know, how did things get to where they are today? And, yep. and you know, what, what was that like? And, and, you know, um, and even things that are happening, you know, at any point in time, like, Oh, why, I wonder how, why it's like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, um, I think that, you know, that's another thing that I always felt like you were pretty good about, which is like, you know, if I asked or if I was curious or, you know, you, 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 uh, were, were open with me and, and, you know, you weren't like hesitant or scared or, or whatever to, to, to share these things because sometimes it might be taboo subjects or feel like, you know, I mean, it's always like, it's always like a, a cautious thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who, how do I, how do I protect certain things or who, you know, what should and shouldn't I disclose? Yeah. Um, but, you know, but I think at, when we get to a certain age, it's like, okay, well, you know, you recognize I can handle things at certain points and, you know, and, and after doing the work that you've done on, you know, everything that you've been through, now you're at a place that you can talk about it and, and, you know, to, to whatever degree you feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's like there's certain subjects like addiction where it's like, I think, it, uh, it, you know, at a lot of time and I would have had a lot of shame, like my own father was an addict and he was homeless and I didn't know him because of that, those, because he wasn't, and he was violent, you know? So, I mean, it was safer not to have been raised by him, but his absence and his addiction still had an inf- impact on me growing up and then, you know, impacted the relationships I later had with uh, step parents or in my own relation, just bigger relationships. But I think like when I was young, I had so much shame about say having an addict for a father. But I think as I gotten older, I'm also like, I'm not proud of it, but I don't have shame. It's just like, um, it, it's just, a thing that it's like a seasoning that affected like how I was, um, how I developed, you know, it, it, it was a flavor. It impacted me. It obviously impacted me. And some of those things that impacted me are more pleasant and pleasurable and socially acceptable to talk about than the things that didn't, but they're all equally important. Um, and I think the shame can do so much damage because like the not talking about it, I feel like can be more damaging than talking about it. At least for me, I think everybody's different and how much they need to know and explore and share. And I was definitely one that like the more facts, the more information, the more, the better. Um, I don't think that is something everybody is necessarily driven by that same inclination. That was just like always the way I was. Um, like I interviewed Nana when she was sick, like I wanted to, to know her life more. And, and like, I think that's just always been important to me, but, um, but I think 
professionally as I've gone on, it's like, yeah, these, until we understand kind of what shaped us, it's hard um, to be free of it, to really, like, you kind of have to understand what the, what the, what the foundational blocks were in order to figure out, like, what you want to excavate and maybe replace, you know, like, so for me, it's been important and it's, and it's also just like interesting because I am curious about human behavior and like what brings somebody to a point or what might it have been like to be a parent at 16 versus 36 or stuff like that. Like, obviously that is going to have a big impact. Um, my experience of parenting was a lot different than my mom and, and father's, um, because I was 20 years older when I became a parent. So, um, it just, yeah. So, I mean, I think family dynamics personally are really important. Um, and, and for me, at least when there's been trauma in the past, it's also like a point of celebration. Like, look at how much people have overcome, look at what people were dealing with, and then look at what people accomplished in light of that. Because if you don't know the whole story, I think you also can't appreciate how much people, how far people came from where they started. Mm -hmm. And I think um, a lot of people in our family came so far from where they started and learned so many things that weren't inherited things. Like a lot of people have, um, like when I bought this house and I, and I inherited a garden with this house, I'm like, this is what it must be like to have a healthy childhood. Like you come, it comes with roots. You have things, you might want to like transplant things in the yard, but you come with like, there's trees, there's perennials. There's like, someone's already tilled the soil. Someone's already carved out the garden bed. Somebody's already shaped out, like done all the mulching and figured out where the, um, bushes go the order, like yeah. there's so much there as opposed to like concrete with like a weed sticking out and then if you want to turn that into a garden what's going to be required to dig all that up to get it out to bring in dirt to bring in nutrients to bring in soil to like then have a vision of like where do shrubs go and how are those different than annuals or perennials how is that different than like planting a tree in my front yard I just feel like in some ways emotionally some people inherit this bountiful garden from the day they're born and other people um have to create like a little potted container garden like maybe outside their window and then grow from there and grow from there and grow from there and if you don't know the differences from where people start you know you might it, it can skew your judgment about like what people have accomplished and been able to do um and starting with a bounty versus maybe starting with a deficit. It doesn't mean we all can't get to a bountiful place, but I'm also not a person who believes like that that doesn't have an impact or take different amounts of work or isn't going to take a different toll. Yeah, and um, I think it also goes a long way towards understanding a person, um, their actions and reactions. I think, you know, sometimes if you see somebody responding in a way that you don't understand or you maybe personally wouldn't respond in a way uh you know there's 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 a reason for it right yep. you know whether it's a valid or invalid or you know whatever the history is behind it something led them to now do things this way you know respond in this way um and you know you may even have a judgment as to whether or not it's a it's a healthy unhealthy response you know, or whatever but 
um, you know, it's really hard to make that type of judgment if you don't understand the full story. Exactly. And so much of the time, it's not even whether it's healthy or unhealthy. It's just, um, I mean, we definitely have our judgments about what's unhealthy and healthy and including in ourselves on our own responses, you know, but it's also sometimes, oh, that was just a survival response. Like that person was in survival mode and they were just sheerly operating under living through it. And like the, the, the rules that apply for living through something are different than when you're already safe. And I think it's a, it's a totally different way of thinking and operating in the world if you fundamentally already start off feeling safe or start off feeling unsafe. But again, like I think like one of my best friends, Kathy, she had, I would say, you know, she had a, she had three kids that are all grown all in their thirties and one's 40 actually now, but, um, and she's had a good, healthy relationship and I always get parenting advice from her cause, um, as well as from your mom, but like, cause her, cause her kids are grown and I'm like, all right, she still has a relationship with her kids and her kids are grown. And sometimes when I'm going through something, I mean, Kai's 20 now, but when she was younger, I would often turn to this friend and be like, is this a normal parenting thing? Or how, like, is my own trauma history coming into play? Like, am I overreacting because of my own history? Like, it would be nice to have somebody to bounce stuff off of. Like, if, like, when Kai started driving, like, that was a particularly fearful time for me. I was like, oh, my God, she's out in the world. She's 16. She's going to, like, stop at Stop and Shop on her way home and be in a in a parking lot or a driveway or a garage or something. And like, I thought she would be so vulnerable. It like scared the crap out of me. And I was like, how much of this is like my own fear versus how much of this do I want to share with her and be like, you should carry mace. Like you need to protect yourself. Like how, how much of this do I want to share with her as like good parenting or how much of this is like some of this I need to not share because it's coming from me think the world is just a scary place mm. and I don't necessarily want to share from that place. So like I would, for me, it was good to have people that I could check it with because I, you know, it felt to me like it's all true. It's a terrible, scary world. You want to give good, like the point of giving advice is to give good, proper advice that, you know, but there is a certain point where that advice can now instill fear and, you know, um, negativity or something and that you didn't mean to. Yes. And you want to know where that line is. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to understand your own, like, okay, I know I tend to be on the fearful side and I can't change all of that, but I don't necessarily have to broadcast, amplify, magnify, or like share that first, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, because I know I probably already got that covered because that's my tendency. Mm. Um, and I maybe want to like dial it back a little bit or stuff like that. Like, so for me, knowing even my own weaknesses as a parent, like can help. And not that, I mean, you still miss things. Like I still totally miss things with parenting that I still wish I had shared that the world was more, um, not just something that you need to protect yourself from, but like this big open place for adventure and excitement and opportunity as well as a place like mm-hmm. that you need to be smart, street smart and, edu- you know, like be aware of the dangers. Like, um, I think too much of my life, I would have done your video walking around Boston and it would have been, look out for that. Look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's going to lift up. The, that's yeah. a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that way of looking, you, if you, that's where you're focused all the time, you're going to fi- constantly see things that are 
dangerous and scary if yeah, your how, orientation is that how you interpret the world right yeah, yeah. Like that's what you're looking for like you can always find what you're looking for exactly you know? um and i think yeah i think yeah i think i for the most part you know like I, I consider myself a street smart person and i'm aware of the dangers that i've been exposed to enough bad things that like okay i feel like i know what to look out for but i also am lucky to have enough um, positive experiences and trust in myself and in trust in, you know, certain things to, to know where that line is and, you know, get out of dangerous situations and, and, and not feel, um, you know, not feel like it's, it's stopping me from doing something that I would, would imagine doing or something like that, yeah, you know, yeah. um, or, or getting too fearful or, you know, kind of, um, getting withdrawn into myself, um, you know, on, on, on an adventure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things I love about you is like, you've, cr you've crafted your life and been creative about it, including the ways you make money and when you, when you do it, how you do it, what you prioritize. Like, I feel like you've been pretty creative and unconventional about how you've crafted that, but it's been intentional and, um, you always, like make it work, you know, like, so it works for you. Um, and I admire that. I think I wasn't, I was older than you before. I think I felt like, Hey, wait, I can make my life. My life is what I make it like that for a long time. I just was like security, make sure you have enough to pay the bills. If something goes wrong, make sure you have enough to cover it. Make sure, um, you're not like a burden or, you know, make sure you don't need to depend on anyone else because there may be nobody else to depend on. Like that sort of a mindset, which was just really focused hard and heavy on security. And then as I got more healing and realized like there's more to life than just like surviving it, you know, like this is like, and like kind of waking up to see all the beauty and the bounty and the, like what's amazing. Um, that for me came later and like, oh, I can deliberately put these things in my life that I like. Like if I want four animals, I can have four animals. Like that's not everyone wants to have that many pets, but like if they bring me joy, I get to choose it. Like, like that is a profound privilege of being an adult. Like it is amazing. Like you can shape a lot about how your days look and not all of us. I mean, and for me, that feels like an incredible privilege you know, like that not everybody has, um, and that I didn't even have, like for a lot of my life, I didn't, I missed even, I think that's one of the reasons I really want to spend time with people now, because I think there was a lot of years and times when I was so safety focused, I missed like beautiful things that were right under my nose and I wasn't seeing them. Cause I was like looking for maybe what was coming next. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's some vacation times or times when I was anxious and I wasn't, I was checked out because I was like attending to my own anxiety or my own anguish of some kind or my own worrying. And then I was like missing all this like fun and laughter and games and like just good stuff that was like very plentiful <laughs> that I wasn't always taking advantage of. So, you know, I love thinking back on like those family vacations where we all did were playing games and there was like 20 people around a table <laughs> like we're all eating food together so there's there's some dysfunction and 
trauma in the past, but like there's also so much um, people really wanting to spend time together and see each other because they care about each other, not just out of obligation, mm. which I really appreciate. And especially after COVID, um, appreciate more. Yeah. And that, you know, that I recognize is a, a, a fortunate situation that, you know, like you, you, you don't choose your family. Right. You know, so we just so happen to be lucky to be in a, a you know, for the most part, people like to be around each other, you know, and, and look forward to those moments. And, and, um, you know, sometimes I hear different friends or different people talk to me about, you know, their family dynamics and, and, you know, they, uh, they usually find their way into a, a, a setting of, you know, friends or whatever it may be that can give them that sense. But, you know, it is, it is really like a, a special thing to have, within your home and you know to to be in touch with our siblings and cousins and aunts and uncles and feel connected and excited to see them and you know all yeah. that um yeah definitely like it is one of those things that you know again shapes your world right like oh yeah when you're a kid this is just how everyone must be you know and then you grow up and you're like oh no it's not always like that so that's actually something i should really um you know uh be happy about be yeah you know, don't take for granted and appreciate Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I think family has been such a, a, a big part of my life. I don't know. You know, I like, I mean, we always come back. Like that's where we always go back to, you know, we, um, friends for the most part. I mean, you know, I've had some friends over the years and, you know, go, but like the one consistent piece has always been family. Yeah. Um, Christmas parties, Thanksgivings, and, you know, a, a optional birthday party every three weeks, you know, <laughs> two, three weeks. Um, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, there's some good, there's some good people in our family. It's true. I mean, you're, you know, that house on Montclair Ave, like I have had Christmas there since for 40 something years. Like, you know, it's crazy Christmas Eve. Um, like on Montclair Ave, except for the pandemic, like that's like a long traditions. Yeah. And same thing with, um, with Harvard, you know, I, I know it, it's, it's different nowadays, but that was a staple of Thanksgiving, you know, yep. just like going to that house in the woods and, and, you know, um, <laughs> playing in the yard and throwing things around out there and, um, you know, going inside and just everything about that place, you know, it was just such a like, Oh, that's thanks. That's what Thanksgiving means. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yep. in my head, like, you know, I mean not getting into political aspects of Thanksgiving yeah. at any mean, but for me, it's like family and food and, you know, lots of fun times. Yep. So like, yep. yeah. And I think that's, I think that when you remember the flip side of that too, right? Like, you know, holidays and, and what they should mean or what you think they should mean versus sometimes what they come to mean. And, you know, you, you, you can interpret them however you want, but some people oftentimes can get, jaded or, or have negative views on on you know certain holidays whether it's it's you know lack of family or commercialization or feeling like there's some type of other obligation that yep. puts a negative strain on them yep. you know um and uh, you know I, I always want to acknowledge that and recognize that because you know just because it means something so good to me it doesn't necessarily always it's not the case you no know? no and I mean there's times in my life when I didn't have closeness I mean I was lucky to have 
your mom, but there was times I wasn't talking to my siblings and my, my own mother and didn't, wasn't doing holidays. And especially in my twenties and early thirties, because there was a lot of what I felt like there was too many elephants in the room to, to walk around that I wasn't willing to walk around. Um, and until a certain amount of air could be cleared, I felt like I couldn't be myself. Like it almost felt like a choice. Like I had to choose my self and my health versus dynamics that felt unhealthy and like they like weren't good. Um, and over time finding a balance between like honoring the connections between, you know, my mother, stepfather and siblings. And now I'm like super close to my siblings. Like, so it's like a beautiful thing over time, but there was times when it felt like we were stuck kind of in the roles we inherited as kids and like had to learn to kind of meet and respect each other as the adults we are not just kind of in those roles we were in when we were young um and you know like I'm very grateful for me that work has just been like nothing but beneficial because it's just like compound interest like it's the kind of work that is like the benefits only keep growing like having done it like it's just not for me it like doesn't feel like it's wasted at all but I also, you're right, like, there's people that don't even know their cousins. Like, I, I know people in there, like, they talk about their cousins, like, their acquaintances that they've maybe met, maybe see once every five years at a wedding or something. Yeah, it's usually because of distance, but it could be for other reasons as well. Yeah. But, you know, hey, yeah, I kind of know this person. I'm related to them. But, like, you know, for me, it was like, oh, yeah, we used to drive up, you know, to Bedford or to Harvard or to wherever and, you know, see them on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. And, and it's always great when you see them, you know, like that one crazy cousin or, yeah. that, you know, like just different things like that, like uh, just ch shifting the, you know, I mean, even having three siblings and four siblings, now all of a sudden seven more or, or you know, three, depending on where we're going, three more and, and it just changes everything and it sort of influences you in new cool ways, you yeah. know, um, getting introduced to new things, art, you know, just, uh, yeah, things like, oh, that's not something we do or see typically, but that's kind of crazy, you know, thinking about like Jamie jumping out of a tree or yeah. something like, man, your cousins, you know, <laughs> love you, Jamie. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and but, some relationships can't be repaired. Like, I think that's another thing that is in a lot of families, including ours. Like, there's some relationships that um, there's, there's pain and tension still. And, you know, like not everybody... Um, is at every event because of painful stuff and unresolved stuff and, and like that's real too so I feel like you know that for me it's worth looking at you know like that the, that kind of stuff um, and just you know some and sometimes like with speak if they say my biological father I never I never chose to reconcile. Like I definitely, there were times I was thinking I'll go search for him. There was times my sister and I were thinking we should hire a detective when he was alive. Maybe we should look him up. You know, there's reasons he's was an alcoholic. There was trauma in his own life. Um, but he was dangerous. And I was like, do I want to bring somebody into my daughter's life who was dangerous? Never mind to my own life, um, who was violent. But if this person's still violent and hasn't gotten sober, am I allowed to divorce my parent? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and am I allowed to say um, my health and well-being comes before you, even though there was other times I'd be racked with guilt, like on Veterans Day. I'm like, this person was a veteran and who's taking care of them and whose responsibility, if not me, a daughter, like, are they? Like, what what is required of me or expected of me? Um, and then, but if this person really wasn't a father and what a father should be, why do I expect myself to be a daughter and what a daughter should be when that really wasn't there? So like, those are questions like, I know I grappled with a lot and then, um, you know, there's not always easy, comfortable answers of, you know, who it's safe to be near and the limits of unconditional love. You know, like I might love someone and wish them well, but not want to share a meal with them. Yeah, and that sort of makes me think about the um, the same... The timer's about to go off. Let me just shut that off. The same... The same rules, you know, of relationships and friendships, reciprocation, respect, and, you know, all these things that speaking on unconditional love, they're still there with our family, right? Like there's requirements, even the the requirements might get a little more bent or, you know, like you accept more or you're willing to forgive more because they're your family or, but they still exist, you know, we're still all people trying to, you know, get through this life and, and, um, you know, get, get the love and respect and just that we deserve and need. Um, so regardless of who you are, you know, those things don't change. It's just, you know, maybe you are a little more forgiving because it's my brother and he smacked me in the head and, you know, I'm going to give him a pass, but I might not accept that from a friend, but at the same time, my brother shouldn't be doing it either. You know, not that my brothers are smacking my head anymore. It's been a while since it's happened. (laughs) I know you. Um, I know you have a phone call to make. I have one last thing. I'm not yeah. even sure if I'm going to include it, but okay. So I may or I can't remember if I mentioned this to you, and this is not the official cover, um, so and it might not even be the name. So I'm going to block those. But sometime soon, maybe maybe through this, I'm not sure, or I'm, or I might, you know, at some point, I'm going to be releasing. The book, the writing that I have been oh, working on. Cool. Um, yeah, this is not even, it's not done, <laughs> you know, right now. This is just, you know, still conceptual. I, I um, you know, did the, did the cover art myself. I did the writing myself. I, I um, trying to do as much as I can independently, but now I'm starting to lean on some people. I'm uh, going to send a copy to Jenny to help me edit and awesome. review and anybody else who wants to, you know, read it. But have a different couple different ideas for the title once i officially get that i'll let you know and and put it out there but um yeah either 20 probably 20 early 2023 that's so cool i can't wait to read it yeah no i'm excited about it um it's been such a challenge because honestly like every time i get into my writing groove i get rocked you know yeah first it was the divorce and then uh and then i had this writer's block and i traveled and you know i was doing all these things and then i finally got back to it some a few other things came up and you know every time i try like right now i'm putting it together for jenny so she can edit it and then i got rocked again and you know now i have other things coming up but it's gonna come out it's gonna yay, get done yay um yeah and oh my god does, that's so exciting i cannot wait yeah so I'm, I'm still figuring out how to release it i'm 
a whole other aspect of like putting yourself out into the world publishing or getting it or all the yeah and just your thoughts and you know i mean you put your writing out all the time yeah like you know i just put a little post on my social media occasionally and that's great but it's not like you know there's so many different ways yeah yeah so i'm excited about that oh my god that's amazing oh my god i can't wait till i can read it yeah yeah, and I mean, you know, you're definitely privy to an advanced advanced reading. Awesome. Um, you know, any feedback is welcome if, if you're up for it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, Yay, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, see, everybody, I have been doing something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few other things, too, that, you know, had to get stopped and different, pro- you know, different ideas and different things that I was working on that just circumstantial, you know, the divorce, the whatever, things that I content that I could never use again like yeah. you know so just a lot of challenges a lot of roadblocks but we're close close that's enough awesome. that I can even you know yeah. put it out into that's the amazing world, so. yeah so that's so, that's that it's um, amazing congratulations I cannot wait so yes I cannot wait and uh to be continued I, I cannot yeah I'd love love to read it and can't wait till I can thank you um and yeah thank you so much for taking this time today yeah thank you for coming and setting everything up yeah, no, it's been great. Um, yeah, I look forward to chopping this one up. My mom's definitely waiting. She's, she, you know, she's excited about it as well. I'll, I'll let you get to your phone call. But yes, I All love right, you always. Awesome. I love you. I'm gonna give you a big hug.